Welcome to Frank's first looks. Their first looks. Yeah, I don't know why we now have a song intro to Frank's first looks, given that we don't do first looks very often, but we do. Hi, I'm your host Frank. Welcome back. This is another one of my first looks at the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion for players who are playing as investigators. The rain is coming down heavily now. I don't know if you can hear it in the recording. It does make this very atmospheric. I have the light on, even though it's the middle of the day. And we're doing another first look. We've done Mystic already. If you haven't heard that yet, please go and listen. Thank you for all the feedback. I'm recording all of these in one go, so I won't be able to change what I'm doing between episodes. But there we go. Maybe I'll have it for next time. Anyway, we need to randomly decide who we are doing. We will be re-rolling fours because that is Mystic. Let's see what the Eldritch Dice has to say. Two. Seeker. Okay. So our Seeker Investigator, I'll just go and fetch him, is Vincent Lee. Massive pile of cards. And let's go get our Seeker cards. Weird, as I was going through the cards, it's like a little bit of cut-off card. And... These cards would not be complete without some of our customizables. Just saw the name of a Guardian card, it looks so cool. The pile is gently diminishing, gently, but there's still a lot to get through. Right, Vincent Lee, the Doctor. Now, he was previewed by us, Drawn to the Flame. So, I really am not going to talk about him a lot. If you haven't heard our preview episode, we did it as a stream, and then I released the audio as well. It was a couple of episodes ago, I'd say maybe three episodes ago, four episodes ago. So please take a listen and let us know what you think. He has a stat line of 3431. He's a medic. He has this reaction ability after one of your card effects, heals damage from an investigator or an investigator's ally asset. Add one of your set aside on the mend skills to that investigator's hand. Elder sign effect of plus one, you may heal one damage from an investigator or ally asset at your location. He's a 9-6, so he's got that extra stat point, but he's missing a stat point across his stats along the top. I will find the answers, even if it kills me. Deck building, deck size of 30, seeker card 0-3, neutral 0-5, cards that heal damage 0-5, 15 other guardian and or survivor cards level 0-1. So he has the Carolyn deck building, but he doesn't have a restriction about no weapons. Of course, there aren't that many weapons in seeker 0-5, And he can only take Guardian up to level 1, so he is actually still kind of kept out from most weapons. He has Bonesaw, one per investigator copies of On the Mend, Wounded Bystander, and one random basic weakness. And his additional setup is you begin each game with one per investigator copies of On the Mend set aside out of play. Very much the Carolyn but for damage, but with a few differences. For him, he's putting On the Mends into tests... uh, He's putting on the mend's into players' hands. On the mend is a two wild icon skill card. It's limit one on the mend in your hand. Commit only to a test you're performing. And forced, when it would be discarded from anywhere, set it aside out of play instead. So I heal a damage off you, you get an on the mend. It's this sort of unexpected courage that you can only commit to your own tests. And when it goes, it just comes back to the shared pile and I give it to you again if I heal you again. In theory, you could have these added to your hand repeatedly, but you can only have one in hand at a time. So if I can heal you every turn, and you can commit it on every one of your turns, or in Mythos or whatever it is, you can keep having them. And he's only got one per player, so there's not some weird thing where if you play in solo you can get four or something like that. 
The bone saw, three cost. Intellect, combat and wild icons. Item, tool and melee. Not a weapon so can't be found with prepared for the worst. Vincent Lee Deckoven. Fight, you get plus two combat for this attack. If this attack is successful, you may take one damage to deal plus one damage for this attack. And then action, heal five damage from an investigator at your location. Test intellect four. If you fail, that investigator suffers one physical trauma, max once per game. Takes up a hand slot. Again, talked about this in our preview episode, not going to linger on this. The things I really like about this, the bigger boost, the plus two for combat is nice. And the fact you don't need to take damage unless you know you've hit. So you're not going to end up in a situation where you try a couple of swings with the bone saw, miss a couple of times, and you've now taken two damage for your trouble. You're only taking damage when you know you need the extra damage to kill. And that also means you're only taking damage for the hits that you need to do an even amount of damage. The second thing I really missed in our preview, or I really failed to make clear anyway, is that the second ability, the cost is simply the action. You spend the action and you heal five damage. The test that comes afterwards is only about whether or not trauma happens. So you're just about to be defeated. You're on five of six damage. You're really close to death. I can spend an action and heal you five. That will give you an on the mend. And then I can take the test and we worry about the physical trauma. If you take physical trauma mid-scenario, all it means is that next scenario you'll start with one damage. So it's not like it will suddenly give you a damage back or anything like that, which is kind of nice. In terms of reliable healing, you're healing a huge amount with that, which is great. And you're just landing it, you know, not with any worry. And then because you're a seeker, you can probably pass an intellect four. You might even have an on the mend in hand that you can put into it. And finally, his weakness is wounded bystander. It's an asset, null costed. Revelation, put it into play in your threat area, uh, sorry, in your play area with three damage on it. It cannot leave play while it has damage unless it's defeated. If it has no damage, discard it. Forced, when you take non-direct damage, at least one of it must be assigned to wounded bystander if able. And another forced, if wounded bystander is defeated, you suffer one mental trauma, which is not the kind of trauma that Vincent would like to be taken with his six sanity. I'm going to say it just for the third and final time. Check out our preview. We talked about this in loads of detail. We had Filian join us for the preview. Hi, Filian. Thanks for joining us. He went into a lot of really good detail about some of the nuances, the nooks and crannies of this card. Notably, this only punishes you if it's defeated. So you could draw this final turn and just ignore it. There's also some ways that it could suddenly trigger and it be a really bad situation, but likewise you could be getting by with this because it's an ally if you heal it you'll add an on the mend to yourself so that's nice as well one thing to be looking for is ways of healing allies i think that's important for vincent so let's go take a look at the seeker cards of the scarlet keys investigator expansion for players the first three have all been previewed they've been previewed by optimal play by reddit and by playing board games Shout out to all three of those channels slash places for their sterling efforts in preview season. Really appreciated. First, we have Alchemical Distillation. This is a two-cost asset with a willpower icon. It's customizable and uses three supplies, item and science traded. Action, spend one supply. Choose an investigator at your location and test intellect one. If you succeed, that investigator performs one of the following. Draw two cards, gain two resources, takes up a hand slot. 
Now it's customizable, so it does have the customizable cards, and we are going to look at these in more detail, but very quickly you can add the following options. Heal 2 damage, heal 2 horror, place 1 charge or secret on an asset you control, move up to 2 times. So those are the Mending Distillate, the Calming Distillate, the Enlightening Distillate, and the Quickening Distillate. So again, for an action and testing Intellect 1, someone could draw 2, gain 2 resources, heal 2 damage, heal 2 horror, place 1 charge or secret on an asset you control, or move up to 2 times. And then it has three other options. For 2 XP, it can be refined. It enters play with two additional supplies on it. It feels like, so far, we saw with Damning Testimony, which we previewed, and then we saw with Living Ink, there seems to be a 2, op- two XP option to go from 3 to 5 charges. And I like it. I think it's probably a probably a late campaign upgrade. Or if you're buying this rather than from zero and slowly upgrading, if you're buying this for 10 XP, maybe that's the final 2 XP. It also has empowered for 4 XP. When you initiate this skill test, you may increase its difficulty by 2. If you do, increase the value of the effect granted by each option by 1 for this test. So a difficulty 3 test, which should still be fine for most seekers, and then you can draw 3, gain 3, Heal 3, heal 3, place 2 charges or secrets on assets you control, or move up to 3 times, if you've bought all of those other options, obviously. I think there's something good there, obviously. Is it worth it for difficulty plus 2 for only one more? I think it's worth it insofar as it changes the value of the action. Taking an action to draw 2 cards is not great, but taking an action to draw 3 cards we're getting somewhere. Likewise, an action to gain two resources, really I'm not feeling it, but an action to gain three, we're at emergency cash levels. So we're sort of getting there. Importantly for both of those abilities, it's worth noting that it's the seeker doing this on their turn. So say we have someone who really wants to play a big weapon or who really needs a card in hand as a solution, they don't have it. The seeker can be spending actions to give out draw or resources and likewise if you add mending and calming distillate they become a kind of one-stop shop for dealing with other things and then finally there's a 5 xp option perfected if you succeed by two or more the chosen investigator may perform two different options instead of one this i think is the nicer thing than empowered you could leave the difficulty at one but for an action you could draw two and gain two resources or draw two and heal two or draw to and place a charge, or whatever it is, move to and heal to. That, I think, is where it starts to sing. So that is alchemical distillation. Next, we have empirical hypothesis. This is my sleeper card for Daryl Simmons. I think other people have spotted this too, but let's see. Two cost, asset, intellect icon, talent, and science traded. It's customizable, and it's limit one per investigator. Forced effect, At the start of the round, choose one of the following criteria for this round. You fail a test by two or more, or you succeed at a test by three or more. When the chosen criteria is met, you may exhaust empirical hypothesis to add one evidence to it. That's part of why it might be a Daryl card, because Daryl can spend evidence for minus two difficulty. It's also maybe a useful Daryl card because he has twos in two stats so he might be failing tests by two or more and he has a five in intellect so he might be succeeding at tests by three or more 
And there's a free trigger here, spend one evidence, draw one card. So you can turn evidence into card draw. There's no limit there, it doesn't exhaust. So in theory, turn by turn, you pass the criteria and you're gently accumulating evidence and then you suddenly need four cards and you go and draw loads. However, it's customizable and it has a shed load of upgrades. For 1xp Pessimistic Outlook, add the following criteria. You run out of cards in your hand, which is very Survivor. Well, I say very Survivor. If there's a faction that was going to be empty in, in cards in hand, it's probably Survivor. For 1xp Trial and Error, add the following criteria. You are dealt damage or horror. For 1xp Independent Variable, add the following criteria. You discard a treachery or enemy from play. And for 1xp Field Research, add the following criteria. You enter a location with three or more shroud. So instead of just the two criteria, you can go up to six criteria. And you could be pretty selective about which you choose. I think, for instance, Field Research, if you know a scenario well, is one that you could probably regularly hit. You might be running an empty hand style, so Pessimistic Outlook could be your thing. And in fact, if you hit Pessimistic Outlook regularly, the evidence you're getting, if you then wanted to bounce back to a full hand, you could use Empirical Hypothesis' evidence to do that. Then there are four more abilities. Man, these customizables take up so much time. Peer Review. The chosen criteria is met if any investigator at your location meets it instead of only you. Other investigators at your location may trigger free triggered abilities on empirical hypothesis. I really like that one. You can name a criteria like fail a test by two or more at the start of the round. And then if anyone fails a test by two or more, you get the evidence for it. You exhaust exhaust empirical hypothesis to get the evidence. And anyone could draw a card. And it doesn't have to be the same person. So someone might need lots of draw. Someone else you might think is definitely going to fail a test. You cover your bases. Similarly, uh, you enter a location with three or more shroud. Anyone could move then and enter a three or more shroud location. And you're going to hit that criteria and get that evidence. Research grant for 2xp as well. Empirical hypothesis gains free trigger spend two evidence. Reduce the cost of the next card you play this phase by three. So for two evidence, you get an Amina style ability. Again, great if you have peer review. For three XP, irrefutable proof. Empirical hypothesis gains free trigger spend three evidence. Discover a clue at your location. And then finally, alternative hypothesis, which is what I keep thinking empirical hypothesis is called for some reason. After you exhaust Empirical Hypothesis, you may resolve its forced effect, choosing a criteria you've not chosen this round, then ready it. So for research grant and irrefutable proof, you need multiple evidence, and you're only normally accruing one evidence a turn. However, with Alternative Hypothesis, you can pick two criteria, and you can get two evidence a turn, so you could be racing up. If you're also somehow peer-reviewing, that means anyone could be triggering them as well. So Alternative is four, peer review six. You could probably take one of research regard or irrefutable proof to take you to eight or nine, and then one more criteria from the top four, and you've got a thing going. <laughs> a thing of some sort. And our final customizable is the Raven Quill. This is three cost. It's an event. It has two intellect icons. It's unique. Item, relic, and upgrade traded. Customizable, when you purchase the Raven Quill, name a tome or spell asset, 
and record that name on its upgrade sheet. I find cards like this really hard to talk about because not only is it customizable, but we also need to have in mind all tomes and spells that we might want to attach this to. So I'm probably going to just race over this one and this will be one for a deep dive. For three cost, when you play this, you attach to a named asset you control. And there's a reaction when you resign or the game ends, either mark a checkbox on the Raven Quill's upgrade sheet or reduce the experience cost to upgrade the attached asset before the next scenario by one. So say I've chosen, I don't know, Sixth Sense. I can attach this to it. And when I resign or the game ends, either I get one XP for the Raven Quill or I get one XP towards upgrading that Sixth Sense. Upgrades. There's a little slot on the sheet to write in what named tome or spell I've chosen. For 1 XP Living Quill, using the attached asset's action abilities does not provoke attacks of opportunity. That's particularly cool if I've chosen an investigative tool or say a tome like Old Book of Law that draws cards. Less good if I've chosen a spell that is just a combat spell or an evasion spell because they don't provoke attacks of opportunity anyway. Spectral Binding. Attached asset does not take up any slots. Cool for hand slot or arcane slot, which are often contested slots. For 2 XP, Mystic Vein. You get plus 2 skill value while performing skill tests on attached asset. Most tomes aren't giving you skill tests, but many spells are. Endless Inkwell. Name 2 more tome or spell assets. This is where it gets really complicated. So for 2 XP, suddenly the Raven Quill has 3 targets rather than 1. Energy Sap for another 2 XP. The Raven Quill game's free trigger exhausts the Raven Quill. Move one secret or charge from an asset you control to attached asset. Suddenly, the attached asset could be limitless as long as you have other assets with charges or secrets that are just gently collecting the ability. 3 XP interwoven ink. After you resolve an action ability on attached asset, you may exhaust the Raven Quill to ready another asset you control. And 4xp, the final one, Supernatural Record. When you play the Raven Quill, instead of attaching it to a named asset you control, you may search your deck, discard pile, and hand for a copy of the named asset and play it, paying its cost. Then attach Raven Quill to it. Like I said, this one for me, I think it's just because there's so many different ways that we could approach thinking about it. It's a complicated one. That Supernatural Record seems really good that... You could just have Ravenquill in hand and you know you're going to go and fetch whichever card it is you need. If you've gone with Endless Inkwell as well, you actually have a choice of tome or spells then. So the Ravenquill becomes a kind of one-stop shop for fetching whatever it is. Worth noting that if you do Supernatural Record, that's four ticks, so two X. It's four XP, so level two. So any Seeker zero to two Mystic higher, they could... They could do Supernatural Record, but they're only using this for a single spell. And any higher than that, you're basically leaning specifically to save Daisy if she has spells she wants to fetch. Maybe, no, Norman gets locked out of this really fast, doesn't he? I was going to say Norman, who's higher Mystic. But yeah, Luke, Daisy, I guess are our Mystic Seeker combos. Maybe there's a Daisy style that is really leaning into it. What I like is that by attaching the Raven Quill, even if the asset you've chosen is not one that you're necessarily upgrading, maybe Old Book of Law, you're still getting the upgrades gently onto the Raven Quill itself, so it does just generate XP for itself. I think that's really cool. 
Anywho, we've got plenty of cards to get through, and our first non-customizable is Dissection Tools. Two-cost asset, an agility icon. Nice-ish art, although of course there's bloodstains. Mauro Dalbo, just very nice detail actually. Item tool and science. We've seen plenty of science so far. I feel like alchemical distillation was science, empirical hypothesis was science, dissection tools is science. Feels like Kate Winthrop is our next seeker, but could just be me. Reaction. After an enemy at your location is defeated, place one resource from the token pool on this card as evidence. Again, I'm thinking Daryl. While dissection tool has one or more evidence, you get plus one agility. Two or more evidence, you get plus one combat. Three or more evidence, you get plus one sanity. It is the Hawkeye folding camera of the physical stats. And you get it triggered for defeating enemies at location. Well, when an enemy at location is defeated. That's nice. I think that's cool. Is there like a Hawkeye folding camera plus dissection tools build for Vincent? And this is tool traded, as is the bone saw, as is the Hawkeye folding camera. So maybe there's a tool belt style where you're picking which stat boosts you need. Notably for Vincent, he doesn't care about the agility, but he would love the combat boost and the sanity boost. And for Daryl, he probably likes the agility boost more, but doesn't care for the combat or the sanity. This might be nice if Daryl is very seeker, as in very clue gathering, leaving this in play as other people kill enemies, getting the evidence. And if he cares less about the boosts here, he's then using that evidence for his own ability for dropping difficulty of tests. Lovely. What a lovely little Hawkeye inverse card. Delightful. Next is Grim Memoir. Wow, massive sort of lock rusted on the book. It's Pixeloid Studios doing the art. I think they're new to Scarlet Keys, Pixeloid Studios, but I've been really impressed by their art. I'm going to look on ArkhamDB and see how much Pixeloid has featured. Yeah, Pixeloid have done <laughs> Runic Axe, Ruined Film, Research Notes, Map the Area, Hidden Pocket, Grievous Wound, Grey's Anatomy, Daryl's Kodak, and Damning Testimony, which are all Scarlet Keys cards. So they must be a new addition to the art team for FFG. Three cost, asset, intellect icon, item and tome traded. Is this a Raven Quill target? Uses four secrets. Action, spend a secret, investigate. You get plus two intellect for this investigation. If you succeed by two or more, you may draw one card. What follows is a true account. Would that it were not so. And it takes up a hand slot. Huh. Kind of a weird one. It fits slightly well it competes with say fingerprint kit fingerprint kit is just plus one intellect but is a plus an extra clue fingerprint kit is four cost for three charges i think it's three supplies this is three cost for four secrets so that's kind of cool i am going to go back to raven quill because there's some raven quill if you had living quill you wouldn't take a tax opportunity spectral binding this wouldn't take up a hand slot mystic vein you'd get plus four intellect and Energy Sap, you could move secrets onto the Grimoire Memoir to keep doing this. That's kind of nice. What's jumping out to me here as a positive is for plus two intellect, you're probably passing most investigations. You may well be succeeding by two or more. And if you are succeeding by two or more, you're drawing cards. Seekers are already good at drawing cards and already good at investigating. Combining those things together feels to me somewhat win more which i know has a negative connotation but somewhat 
leaning into making progress. So you're doing what you anyway like to do, which is investigate, but you're also getting cards for your trouble. This doesn't exhaust to do that. So in theory, you're paying three and drawing four cards and getting plus four. Yeah, I think this is a sort of straight up and down strong-ish card. I think where it's going to fall down is people, it's not giving you any clue acceleration. So most players, I think, are going to say, do I really want to pay for what's essentially a slightly more expensive flashlight for the possibility of draw when I could just be running draw separately and running, say, fingerprint kit for extra clues? So yeah, that would be my read on that. For some reason, Trish came to mind as well. She'd investigated a six with this. And I, I like drawing heavily in Trish because she has that secret access. Likewise, actually, you know, Finn investigates at a six with this as well. There's plenty of investigators who are splashing into Seeker who might like the bigger boost, the plus two, and might also like really enjoy the, the draw. Next is Research Notes. This was previewed by Los Archivos de Arkham. This is one of the cards I've actually played with when Peter and I did our first impressions play. A one-cost asset with an intellect icon. Item, tome, and science traded. That science trait is all over these seeker cards. Reaction. After a player card ability, places one or more of your clues on your location. Place that many resources on research notes as evidence. Action. Test intellect zero. For each point you succeed by, you may spend one evidence to discover one clue at your location. Takes up a hand slot. We're seeing some hand slot pressure here. The grim memoir and the dissection tools fit in the hands. And the alchemical distillation. So we're going to have to pick and choose what we put in our hands as seeker. I talked about this in the first impressions episode, as did Peter. If you're running Malison, Quick Study, what was the other clue? Captivating Discovery, that's coming up shortly. You might have ways of dropping clues. And the really nice thing about this is that the difficulty of this test is always zero. So any high intellect statted investigator is probably smashing that test. And then once you've accumulated the evidence you need, you can be doing a difficulty zero test at a four or five shroud location to get clues, which is really nice. If you're playing in solo at those locations, I'm thinking of the underground river. It's four shroud, two clues. So a difficulty zero test, I'm hoping to pass by two to get two evidence off this and get two clues. I would need to have dropped two clues to, to do that. So in theory, if I'm dropping them at that location, I'm then actually needing to pass by four to get those two clues and the two I dropped. But obviously there are ways of manipulating it. I think a little bit like Doom, and I know I've done the Mystic episode, it's one of those things where it can feel like you're just spinning your wheels and you're doing a lot of work for not much progress. I think the clue dropping style, the Butterfinger style, really rewards knowing scenarios and knowing how many clues you can get away with dropping. And it's maybe something I'd like to get a bit better at, kind of judging. Yeah, I can drop this. I've played Malison in Ursula, say, solo, and it's almost always the right decision to drop a clue because she gets clues so quickly. But in higher player counts, when you really do need to be making a lot of progress in terms of accumulating clues, I can see it being a bit more problematic. Next, we have Bizarre Diagnosis. A zero-cost event with two intellect icons. Man, the intellect icons. Every card has had an intellect icon so far, apart from alchemical distillation and dissection tools. Well, I guess it's Seeker, isn't it? The art is grotesque. Warning if you look at it. Derek Zabrocki done some fantastic art there. It's insight and science traded. 
place one of your clues on your location, then heal three damage from an investigator or ally asset at your location. Unconventional ailments require unconventional treatments. So that would trigger research notes, which is nice. A heal three is very generous. What other heal threes do we have? Emergency aid is two cost heal two, right? No, emergency aid is heal three, isn't it? It's second wind that's heal two. Yeah, no, I'm wrong. Emergency aid is pay two, heal two. So this is pay zero, heal three. The penalty is dropping the clue. This also targets ally assets. There are a few ally assets that would have three damage on them and still be alive. I'm thinking of the Red Glove Man is maybe the only one with 4-4, unless you're running a trusted play where you've built up an ally really high. Although, of course, the other ally that enters play with three damage on it is the Wounded Bystander. So Bizarre Diagnosis might be a nice include for Vincent simply as a way of drop a clue, clear the bystander, don't worry about it. Pretty cool, I think. The clue dropping for healing, again, it's how quickly can you pick things up again. It does combo nicely with research notes, but beyond that, it's kind of straight up and down. Two intellect icons is nice. If you don't need the healing, you're using this for progress. Next is Captivating Discovery. This was announced by Miskatonic University Radio way back at the start of preview season. Thanks, Miskatonic University Radio. A one-cost event with intellect and agility icons. It's an insight event. Search the top six cards of your deck. You may place up to three of your clues on your location. For each clue placed in this way, choose and add two of the search cards to your hand. Shuffle your deck. Flavor, don't you realize what this means? Why don't you calm down and tell me very slowly? I think there's a lot to like about this card. The big part, and I've said it so many times in the cast, is the choice. You look at six and then you choose, am I dropping one, two, or three clues, or zero clues, to draw those cards? And Well, not to draw, to add the search cards to your hand. So I look at six, I'm looking for a specific card, I've paid one for this, and I drop one clue and grab that card, and one other card. Or, I look at six and I say, yeah, I can use all of these. I'm dropping three clues, if I have three clues, obviously. Drawing six cards adding them to hand, sorry. <laughs> I'm adding six cards to hand, and then I can make, make some kind of progress with that. If I'm doing the research notes thing, that's three clues dropped, so that's three evidence on the research notes, which means if I were to pass an intellect zero test by three or more, I would get all of those clues back in a single action. That's important, I think. Worth noting that research notes has no exhaustibility, so every time you drop clues, you're adding evidence to it, and every time you're taking that test, you can spend as much evidence as you like. So in theory, you could take the test twice if you needed to pick up loads of clues and you had enough evidence on it. Yeah, I just I just think it's really good. It obviously combines this captivating discovery now. It combines with No Stone Unturned, or uh, it compares with No Stone Unturned. That's two cost. Look at the top six, pick one. For this, you don't necessarily get any, or you can get two, four, six, which is fine. As Mandy... You can search the top nine. And the nice thing is this is a one-cost search where you don't have to draw anything, but it could trigger a research for you, which is cool. I don't think, because there's no target for the search, I don't think Mandy's, Mandy could give this plus three, but she couldn't pick two targets because there's no targets. It's just dropping clues and choosing and adding cards. So I think that's how that works with Mandy. 
Rex is on the art. Rex is obviously worth noting here because he gets extra clues if he succeeds by two or more. He might not mind dropping two clues and then investigating and getting them back in a single action. I think that's worth worth bearing in mind. So yeah, I like it. I think it's really cool. And next we have Map the Area, which Playing Board Games announced. This is a one-cost event. Willpower and Agility icons. It's someone drawing left-handedly an area. It says Chapman's Creek. Insight and Tactic traded, so Mark can take it. It has Bold Investigate. Add your Willpower or Agility to your skill value for this investigation. If you succeed, instead of discovering clues at this location, attach Map the Area to it. Limit one per location. Reduce the difficulty of all skill tests at attached location by one. We mentioned this in our Ursula Downs episode recently. I like this as an Ursula card because it's an investigate doing something slightly differently. And you might want to use Ursula's ability for investigate abilities that aren't simply get clues, particularly if you're feeling ahead. People have talked about this card quite a lot. It was previewed pretty early on in the preview season. It's really nice for those end of scenario situations like, say, rowing in Carnival where there are going to be lots of tests in an area and you're just trying to work your way through. I'd say, broadly speaking, in the design of the game, the designers have moved away from, to win this scenario, take 12 tests and pass them all. And they've moved more towards trying to nail specific things or have set pieces. But where that has remained is often fighting and fighting a big enemy. Really the way of going about it normally, particularly if they're elite, is you need to hit it a lot. Actually, Edge of the Earth kind of riffs on that. I won't say more for case of spoilers, but broadly speaking, yeah, big enemy turns up. Having mapped the area down is really nice. And actually, the fact that they get to add your willpower or agility to your skill value for this investigation feels really generous for this. I can imagine lots of seekers not caring about doing that, which makes me think you might want to slot this in off-class seeker where your intellect is not your primary focus. And maybe you're throwing this down somewhere where you might do a bit of investigating, but you might also have, I don't know, a difficult test to pass or an enemy might be about to spawn there and you know you're going to be fighting there. You know, even putting this in the hallway for the very first scenario of the game and helping fight the ghoul priest. The ghoul priest is five fight and five, no, sorry, four fight and four evade. And dropping that to a three can feel really nice. So yeah, I think there's lots of ways that it could be useful. In my head, I'm thinking of it slightly like Vantage Point, where I think it will be hard to justify its spot in decks because it is that kind of scenario closeout card and you'd rather have just strong cards so that you're in a strong position rather than relying on a a minus one difficulty for everyone. Other person to note, of course, is Daryl likes dropping the difficulty of tests. So if Daryl is already running Quick Learner, potentially, and Exposed Weakness, I think I think it's called Exploit Weakness, this Survivor card, and maybe any of the improvised events that drop difficulty as well, and <laughs> using evidence to drop difficulty, suddenly difficulty four tests could end up being difficulty zero, and you'd be laughing. Kind of nice. The next card we have, we're going into a couple that haven't been previewed, is Analysis. This is a level zero skill with a wild icon. I'm just rushing back to the mystic cards. Ghastly Possession was level one. I was wondering if we're going to see a a suite of level zero wild icon skills, but no, Ghastly Possession is level one. It's practiced, so 
Amanda can take it, although it's also Sika, so she can take it. It definitely looks like it has Kate Winthrop, illustrated by Roberto Campus, on it, and a shadowy figure in the background. Analysis. After revealing a chaos token for this skill test, you may place one of your clues on your location to cancel that chaos token, return it to the chaos bag, and reveal a new one. You may do this any number of times. Wow. Because you're returning the chaos token to the bag, there is a chance that you just draw it again. Straight away, I'm thinking that this is, you put that in that test that you must succeed. The, I cannot risk the autofail on this. But there's also a possibility here where you're doing the research notes difficulty zero test. You put this in for plus one and you're really hoping to succeed by, say, three because you've got three evidence and you want to move on. And you pull uh, a minus four and now you're only succeeding by two. And you drop a clue. <laughs> oh, no, then it gets harder. Oh, well, yeah, you drop a clue. You get an evidence on research notes and now you want to succeed by two or more and you're drawing again. You can't then recommit and things. It doesn't. It doesn't let the whole test start again, but you get another bite at the cherry. That's kind of nice. It's cute, isn't it? I think this card would probably be used as autofail protection, and understandably so. But it looks like there could be some some playfulness to pull off with it. Is there also space to put this into Mystic for token manipulation? Jim could run it. Luke could run it. Norman could run it. The dropping clues outside of Seeker feels way riskier because of the difficulty in picking up clues, although Luke Robinson has no issues with that. So, yeah, he might even want to be dropping clues at low shroud locations and things like that. Oh my goodness, the next card is Lab Coat. Are they actually trolling us that Kate isn't coming next? They seem to have lent so hard into the cards. For a while, was Kate going to be the, the Seeker in this pack and then they changed to Vincent? Lab coat. I guess he's also science-ish as the Doctor. Two cost, one XP. It's our first XP card. Wild icon. Item, clothing, and science traded. Reaction. When you would fail a skill test on a Seeker card by one or less, exhaust lab coat, you succeed by zero instead. Soaks one health and one sanity, takes up the body slot. It makes you feel like you know what you're doing even when you're in way over your head. Wow, that's me in the first looks. When you would fail a skill test on a Seeker card by one or less, Exhaust Lab Coat, you succeed by zero instead. This fits nicely with the alchemical distillation, which is difficulty one. It doesn't care by how much you succeed by, unless you've also added in Empowered or Perfected. But it means that when you take the test, if you tentacle... You're going to be failing by one or less. You exhaust the lab coat and succeed by zero instead. Where this also, I think, comes to mind is if you're taking tests on, say, fingerprint kit, as I mentioned, you're spending an action on fingerprint kit. You really don't want to fail those tests. Essentially, it's giving you one more skill if you're just going to be failing by one, which is nice for making the use of those charges. What other seeker cards are there that have skill tests on them? Well... There are the researched cards where you're trying to pass some test or decode it. Well, it's just a strange solution, isn't it, that has the test on it. So that might be worth it. That fits nicely, lab coat and strange solution. I went straight as well to the bone saw, but that's not actually a seeker card. Hmm. This, is, this has flummoxed me in thinking of seeker cards with tests on them. 
Because things like Maglas, no test. Dr. Milan, no test. Mr. Rook, no test. I'm just thinking about my... And something like Research Notes does have a test, but the test you actually really want to succeed by a certain amount. And so succeeding by zero won't get you anything with Research Notes. Grim Memoir, we've seen, is an investigate. and You get plus two. If, very unluckily, you're failing, you could just succeed instead. I mean... It's not to be sniffed at, turning a failure into a success. And again, in Daryl, if you're playing a style where you're just floating along, although, yeah, what what seeker tests is Daryl taking? If there's an obvious card I'm missing, let me know. I should sit down with all my seeker cards and look at which ones trigger actions, and or trigger tests, not just trigger actions, have actions that trigger tests. And maybe there's something obvious I'm missing. For me, it's not jumping out as something, maybe the style of seeker I play. And, you know, that's fine. Oh, there is... Is it the archaic glyphs as well, where they have tests and for each point you succeed by? But again, it's point you succeed by. So do you want to succeed by zero? No, it doesn't make a difference. Um. Oh, it's when you would fill a skill test on a seeker card by one or less. So that means if you're doing something like Unearth the Ancients or any seeker events... Well, okay, now, now we're getting somewhere. If you're playing I've Got a Plan and you're failing by one and you really need to land that I've Got a Plan, this trick kicks in as well. So that, there's another option as well, that this is a sort of backup for those. Is backups to my backups. You're using your combat solution that's a one and done. You really want to pass. And if you're three over and you pull that minus four, or four over and you pull that minus five, or seven over and you pull that minus eight, you just get away with it. Next is Orphic Theory. This was announced by Reddit. Two cost asset, one XP, intellect icon. It's a spell, takes up the arcane slot. Uses four secrets. Free trigger, spend one secret. Choose any non-weakness treachery not attached to an elite enemy. Until the end of the round, treat that card's printed text box as if it were blank, except for traits. So you can spend a secret and blank a locked door. You can spend a secret and blank many of the hexes in Circle Undone. You could spend a secret and blank some of the hazard effects in Edge of the Earth. All of those, I think, seem nice. Feels like a bit of a niche card for me because most people's solution to those has been to brute force it. But I can see as the seeker you kind of sneaking around and not minding that as much. And as secrets, two cost four secrets. You could Grim Memoir, Raven Quill, play Orphic Theory, drag the secrets off Orphic Theory if you don't need them onto Ra- uh, Grim Memoir and keep it going. That's a possibility. So yeah, I think there are people who've thought about this a lot more than I have and have different solutions, but that's okay. Weirdly, the theme that seems to be coming up in this first look is Frank has not cared about the Seeker cards that much. I think it's because we previewed Vincent and I focused really heavily on Vincent and the breadth of his deck building. And I didn't really think too much about like how will Seeker make Vincent better. Because he's an odd Seeker, he's not a level 5 Seeker. Next is Existential Riddle. Shout out to Veronica, who announced this card on her YouTube channel until the end of time. Really nice preview. And she was also involved in the number crunch for the Scarlet Keys, in sharing the times for when people were previewing, generally being the hype for the preview season. So yeah, thanks Veronica. Awesome work. It's a one-cost event, one XP, willpower and intellect icons. It's insight and paradox traded, so you know it's going to break the rules. It's a parlay. Loving the parlay theme in this set. Choose a non-elite enemy at your location and test willpower or intellect 8. This test gets minus 1 difficulty for each other card in your hand. 
if you succeed, automatically evade the chosen enemy and attach existential riddle to it. Attached enemy gains aloof. What a strange little card. Definitely go and watch her preview. The things to note are obviously you can make this into a difficulty zero if you're skilled enough. It's also worth noting that aloof doesn't really matter if the enemy is still engaged with you, but because you get an auto-evade, the enemy disengages from you and then becomes aloof. So when it readies, it won't automatically engage you. It's a really, I think, cool way of Seeker interacting with enemies that's not just using an event to kill them and not just freaking out and running away. And the fact that you can also use willpower here means Luke could take this and maybe lean into willpower. Norman could take... No, Norman can't. It's level one Seeker. Who's our... Jack could take this. He's not using his willpower for this. There's someone else who can take Mystic. Oh, Gloria. There we go. She can take Seeker. If you take Seeker off class, she can take events and skills zero to one. So there's there's options there. Rewarded for the big hand style. Nice to see that getting a little nudge as well. And yeah, I think there's lots of different playful things you could do with this card. Go watch her preview. <gasps> Guidance is the next card. Higher Guidance, long time no see. Zero cost event, one XP now. Willpower and wild icon, so it's gained a willpower icon. It's insight traded, that's the same. Choose another investigator at your location who's yet to take their turn this round. Is that the wording from the original guidance? Seems awfully... Yeah, it is. I had to go check. <laughs> During their turn this round, the chosen investigator gets plus one to each of their skills and may take an additional action. Playing Guidance does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Wow. So the original, the level zero, is choose another investigator at your location who's yet to take his or her turn this round. They've moved to the there rather than his or her. I think that's great. That investigator may take an additional action during their turn this round. So the for one XP, you gain an icon. They get plus one to each of their skills and an additional icon. And the playing of this card doesn't trigger attacks of opportunity. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty good. Falls into the same trap. Does the Seeker want to give away their actions to other people? But there are plenty of situations where someone else's turn is going to be much more complicated than the Seeker's. And maybe the Seeker says, look, I've got clues under control. You take a four action turn or however many action turn. And not just that, I'm going to boost you for every single action you take. If you're the fighter, it could be that that time where you just need to chew through enemies and every point of boost might matter. That seems really lovely for 1 XP. Card slots, that's the challenge, right? Convincing people to card slot. Now, it does look like there is some sort of little codes there. Are they the same codes in the art as on... It's a bit more crude, the cipher, I think. I wondered if that was the clue for the Amina cipher but i don't think it is <gasps> next is uh, bill mallison dr william t upgraded working on something bigger pretty sure that's a change for the flavor text one cost two xp now willpower and intellect icons that's nice ally and miskatonic traded two two for health and sanity and takes the ally slot that's the same when any investigator draws an encounter card from the encounter deck Exhaust Dr. William T. Mallison and place one of your clues on your location. That investigator draws another card from the top of the encounter deck, chooses one of those two cards to resolve, and cancels and discards the other. Wow. Okay. 
previous Malison level zero was shuffle it back in, draw again. This is now draw again, pick which one, and discard the other one. So if you're using Malison, as I often have, to draw a tricky enemy and go, nope, I don't want to deal that, not only do you get to pick whether you want to deal with it, you also get to discard what you don't deal with. Beautiful. And it's any investigator now. So there might be that one card that someone is terrified of. Maybe it's an Ancient Evils. Maybe it's something that's going to kill one investigator. And you can use Malison as long as you have a single clue. Drop that clue. Protect them. Lovely. Really nice upgrade. Level 2 so Daryl can take it. Super nice. It's nice like sort of protection theme if you're doing that in Vincent, I suppose. Really good. So is Kate going to have something to do with dropping clues? Is that her vibe? Distillation doesn't care. Empirical hypothesis. Actually, no, maybe science isn't about dropping clues. Yeah. Dissection tools, maybe. Oh, no, that's enemies anyway. Research notes is really... Oh, no, bizarre diagnosis is science as well. There's some science that drop clues, but I don't think that's the theme of science. Next, we have press pass. Is this a Rex card? Four cost, two XP asset. It takes up the accessory slot. A less contested slot, I'd say, in Seeker. Willpower and agility icons, maybe a defensive card. Item and charm traded, Amina can take this. Reaction, after you spend one or more clues or place one or more clues on your location, exhaust press pass, you may take an additional action during this turn or your next turn if it's not currently your turn. It's amazing how differently everyone treats you while you're wearing one. Spend clues, you can spend clues to advance, that's the main way. It's rare that player cards let you spend clues because obviously you can lock yourself out of scenarios. But placing clues, place one or more clues on your location. Research notes cares about placing clues. Bizarre diagnosis places clues. Captivating discovery places clues. Malison places clues. Yeah, this is another piece. If you're placing clues, you could get extra actions, which you could then use to pick those clues back up, which might not be the best use of that, but you're being even more incentivized. Love it. Who else would run the press pass? Why? Daryl. So there's this little interaction between Daryl the photographer and Rex the journalist that they might both be dropping clues being butterfingers and that fuels them with extra actions either to spend or to drop. Super cool. Really nice. Amina can take this. I don't think it does much for her unless she's spending clues to advance. Next is a playing board games announced card. It's Surgical Kit. We're down to the last three cards here. Ah, they've not got a researched card. That makes sense with the customizables. So Surgical Kit, two cost, three XP, double intellect icons, item, tool, and science. I love Surgical Kit. If you compare the art with dissection tools, Surgical Kit is just like, boom, so much more. It's more Maro Del Beau art. Uses four supplies. When one of your card effects heals damage for an investigator, spend a supply. Either that effect heals one additional damage, or you draw one card and heal one horror. So I could heal one damage and draw a card and heal a horror, or just heal two. It's not an exhaust either, so that's nice. Double action, heal three damage from an investigator or ally asset at your location. Ah, heal three. That is the magic number for healing the wounded bystander. That's nice. This feels like a Vincent card straight away. And for two cost, you're basically boosting the power of your healing. Probably, I think the bit you like is draw a card and heal a horror whenever you heal damage for other people or yourself. 
This does trigger with Jessica Hyde. So you could take damage, put it on Jessica, and at the end of your turn, she heals damage from herself. Oh no, it's from an investigator. Caught out just at the end then. I was going to say you could have this passive way of healing. All the same, you could still heal a damage from yourself, say with a second wind, or even if you were running, not empirical hypothesis, alchemical distillation with the mending distillate, spend an action, test intellect one, heal two damage, and heal the horror, and draw a card. Starting to get, lo- and get an on the mend if you're Vincent. You start to compress a lot of different things into those actions to make them really impactful, which I think is the way, it's not that healing itself gets better, it's that you get more things for doing the healing, which is nice. Well, hello. Next card is Upgraded Fingerprint Kit. Now costs five, it's four XP, double intellect icons, it's item and tool traded, as was the surgical kit, so there's definitely a tool belt style for Vincent. It uses three supplies. Action, exhaust fingerprint kit and spend one supply, investigate. You get plus two intellect for this investigation. If you succeed, you discover two additional clues at your location. Not that great in solo. Really great in three player. Nice upgrade. The five cost is punitive, I would say. And you're getting the plus two, so you're almost certainly succeeding. You're maybe upgrading from Grim Memoir into fingerprint kit or running fingerprint kit and upgrading into this. It's tool traded, so if you are running the tool belt style, you pop it in your tool belt and pull it out when you want to just clear a location. And it exhausts, so you can't just clear a location with this. Yeah, pretty powerful, I would say. A reason to run lots of economy to be able to play this and smash things. It's a high player count card, would be my go-to for that. But in a way, it's nice to see Seeker have something that interacts with the three-player player count like Deduction 2 does. And finally, we have Grey's Anatomy. This was previewed by Tengo and Plan, uh, who are a great Arkham Spanish podcast and, and Twitch channel. They did a really... This is the last card to be previewed. They did a really elaborate way of previewing it with loads of riddles. It was great fun, that stream. Grey's Anatomy, the Doctor's Bible. Three cost, five XP, willpower, intellect, and wild icons. Item and tome traded. Action, choose a card at your location, test intellect one. For each point you succeed by, so again, probably not helping analysis too much. Oh no, it's not analysis. Analysis is the redraw. What's, oh, lab coat. Lab coat is the one that cares, that allows fail by one to turn into succeed by zero. The next time that card, oh, so for each point you succeed by, choose one. The next card that time, the next card that time, the next time that card would be healed this round, heal plus one damage or horror to a maximum of three. And choosing a card at your location means you can pick an investigator. They are a card at your location. Or the next time that card would be dealt damage this round, deal plus one damage to a maximum of three. Because you're choosing a single card, You could choose for it to be healed and damaged. Say you pass by two, you pick one each. But you're probably not doing that because there aren't very many investigators you want damaged and healed. So more likely if you're picking an ally, like an an investigator who's on your side, you're going to hope to succeed by three. And the next time they're healed, they'd heal plus one damage or horror. Or you're picking an enemy and you're thinking the next time they're dealt damage this round, deal more damage. I actually really like the Grey's Anatomy combo with 
this is the fascinating thing about doing it in a random order with explosive ward you could do the Grey's Anatomy, pass the test and pick an enemy that's engaged with the Mystic and the next time they're dealt damage they'd be dealing plus three damage and then explosive ward for one or two cost and they'd get additional damage up to one or two cost for for four or five damage is super nice. There has been a ruling on this card that even though it doesn't heal damage or horror that it does qualify for Carolyn and Vincent to take it because all it does is modify the next time healing happens. But Maxine has said that they would like this to be included in the deck building. So even though Vincent can't take this because it's Seeker level 5, and even though Carolyn can't take it because it's Seeker level 5, the Maxine has said she wants it to be ruled that it could be taken. So that's kind of cool. Arkham DB is actually changing how we do heals horror and heals damage cards to give them a specific tag that tells the database that that's what they do. And that means they should appear in Carolyn and Vincent's deck building respectively if they have that tag. And it means we'll move away from the more elaborate system that we've been doing for that to just basically say, does the card have this tag? If yes, Carolyn can take it. Or Vincent, depending on the tag, which is nice. That's the end of the Seeker cards. This is a kind of weird bunch, I would say. I like them. There's lots I'm excited about. There's the theme of clue dropping and some payoff for that, particularly in the press pass, which is really nice. There's some sort of helping stuff in guidance, in upgraded Malison, in surgical kit. And then there's some weird little quirks like map the area, analysis for draw. It's sort of like almost consistency seeker, like things that aren't have more clues or draw more cards, but just let's be good at doing our job. And I really like actually Alchemical Distillation, Empirical Hypothesis and the Ravenquill. The Ravenquill in particular, I need to get my head around, but I think that could be kind of core thing for some decks and I really like it as a result. So yeah, here ends my Seeker first look of the Seeker cards from the Seeker section of the Scarlet Keys Seeker Investigator expansion for players who play Seeker. Don't know why I'm just losing my mind here. I've got four more of these to go and I'm already falling apart. So that's going to keep me on my toes. I really hope you've enjoyed it. We're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're drawn to the flame on Facebook, Twitter, designed by humans and Patreon. If you're already a patron, thanks so much for your patronage. It really does mean so much to me and Peter. And if you're thinking about being a patron, why not check it out for the low, low price? So I think it's just $2 a month. You can be a patron, join us for our lovely Discord, get all the information that we share with patrons. And there are higher tiers too, if you feel able to support us any more than that. Thank you so much for listening and catch you soon. 